Hello, everybody, and welcome back to episode three of the Barn Burner podcast. I'm your host, Nick Weingartner, and I know what you're thinking. Two-week hiatus. Yeah. Um, two weeks ago, I uh, had a little bit of a rough week with school and getting ready for my vacation to North Carolina. And last week, after I got back from North Carolina, had a little bit of uh, illness. I was sick for a, for a few days, so really wasn't up for uh recording but we are back and i'm very excited to be back um and while i was away i mean this happened this past weekend but the new york jets as well as the new york giants did get their first wins of the 2021 nfl season so it was a good weekend for uh new york football in sports but no not so much for baseball but we'll get into that uh, a little later on in the episode. But first off, want to break down this Jets-Titans game. I mean, um, it was a really good game. Um, as, as a Jet fan, uh, as m- many of you know that I'm a Jet fan, it was just, it was nice to watch and see um, the Jets actually perform and play at a competitive level, unlike they have in the past three weeks. I mean, getting shut out by the Broncos, and then, uh, you know, the Patriots game was just ridiculous, a blowout pretty much, and then week one against the Sam Darnold-led Carolina Panthers, um, you know, that was also a tough pill to swallow in that one because of, obviously, Sam Darnold, but anyway, I mean, the Jets actually looked like a football team in this game. They, like, looked competitive, and Zach Wilson looked a lot better um, but nothing too crazy. I mean, the Titans, uh, first quarter field goal, three, nothing. And then the second, uh, the second quarter, I mean, so, uh, Wilson throws a pick in between, uh, the first and second quarter. Like, I don't remember if it was the end of the first or the beginning of the second, but I really thought it was just going to be another, um, New York Jets type of game where they, Look decent, but probably not good enough. Wilson throws a few picks, you know, and that's the game. But the defense looked stellar. I mean, granted the Titans didn't have A.J. Brown or Julio Jones, who were both out. You still have Derrick Henry, and he's the one of the best running backs in the league, um, if not the best. I don't think he's the best. I think he's top five. But you still have Derrick Henry, who's a powerhouse, and the Titans' defense is a good defense. So when going into this game, you're thinking, you know, Titans are going to be three and one, Jets are going to be zero and four. I mean, it's uh, it's almost a given. But they, you know, the Jets' defense really stepped up. I mean, seven sacks for the Jets' defense. Um, I was very impressed with the with the Jets' defense overall uh, in this one. I mean. They, they just looked like a defense that was just aware and, and there and were, they were ready to play. Um, Quinton Williams had two sacks. Bryce Huff had one and a half sacks. C.J. Mosley had one. Quincy Williams had one. John Franklin Myers, who I absolutely love uh, in this Jets front seven, um, 
John Franklin Myers really blew me away in this one. Quinn Williams, too, but because he had two sacks. But John Franklin Myers, I, I absolutely love John Franklin Myers. I think he's a very good asset to this Jets defense going forward. Um, and then Bryce Hall had a half a sack, which obviously goes off of the Bryce Huff half a sack. So, and then they had 14 quarterback hits on Tannehill. And, and not for nothing, Tannehill, Tannehill hasn't been, you know, the Ryan Tannehill of the past um, recently. I mean, you could see that he's struggling a little bit this season. You would think it would be the other way around. You'd think he would excel, especially adding Julio Jones to that already um, very strong and powerhouse of an offense, but he's he's struggled this year. I mean, the, the offensive line hasn't looked good. Taylor Luan, who I, I want to say might be the biggest – you know, he, he could have came into this season after being hurt last season and really proved himself. Not at all. I mean, this guy is struggling uh, to do to, to just block for Tannehill. He's not doing a good job of blocking. And, um, you know, I, I just think the offensive line is for the Titans is not as good as it was last year. But um, either way, like I said, 14 quarterback hits for the Jets as well in Sunday's win over the Titans. Uh, Bryce Huff, three. Franklin Myers, three. Quinton Williams, two. Bryce Hall, two. Mosley, one. Quincy Williams, one. Sheldon Rankins, one. And uh, Nathan Shepard also had one. So the Jets' defense really, if, if you ask me, held them in this game. There's no question about that whatsoever. The Jets' defense really held um, their ground in this one. They score... Um, in the in the second quarter, right before halftime, and you got a nine seven ball game at half. So in, in my eyes, I'm thinking, all right, well it's nine seven. You know it could be worse, especially because the Titans had three great scoring drive opportunities, and they ended up only cashing out on like for field goals. So you know successful for the Jets. Third quarter, not much going on. Um, the Jets uh, kicked a field goal, so they they went up um, 10-9. And then going into the fourth quarter, this is when not only did the Titans, because the Titans ended up coming back, but this is when Zach Wilson turned it on. Found Corey Davis in the back of the end zone, who I think if, if he's going to be the number one receiver there, he's going to just continue getting the targets. He's going to continue to – he wants the ball. I mean, especially in this game, you would think against his old club that he would want the ball and he would be asking for the ball. And he did. He caught a touchdown, a very nice touchdown, um, a long one. And that's the, you know, the poise on that play from Zach Wilson really shows that he's not a bad quarterback. I mean, we as Jeff fans, I'm saying we because I'm saying as Jeff fans, maybe not everybody, but a lot of people not that are not Jets fans even are, you know, giving a lot of backlash, uh, you know, giving a lot of criticism towards Zach Wilson. And he's only started four games in the NFL. I mean, look at Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence is not having a good year, but is everybody, you know, shitting on him the way they do? They're, they're shitting on Zach Wilson? No, of course not. Because it's the first first overall pick compared to the second overall pick. And if you want to compare, I think Zach Wilson's been better. I think Zach Wilson's been 10 times better. I mean, besides that one game where he had four picks, I mean, he's a rookie. He's going to make mistakes. He, you know, he, there's not, he's not going to be perfect. 
He's not going to come into the league and, and throw for 10 touchdowns in the first four games, and we're going to be talking about this guy like he's the next Tom Brady. It's not going to happen. So, but either way, to, to get back on track a little bit, um, like I said, so the Jets kicked a field goal uh, end of the third quarter right before uh, the fourth quarter. Then Derrick Henry does Derrick Henry things. He scores a touchdown in the fourth quarter. So now it's looking like a little bit more of a uh, Titans Titans game. So it looks like they're going to win. Then he finds Crowder the back of the end zone. Wilson does. And, uh, the, the, you know, Jets look alive. They look like they're staying in this game. Then a 53-yarder to Corey Davis, and it's like, wow, okay, the Jets really have a chance to win this game. And at this point, it's, I believe, 24-17. And then towards the end of the quarter, Tannehill um, finds Batson at the end of the uh, back of the end zone, and there you go, uh, tie game. And, I mean, as a Jet fan, this is the worst possible scenario. I mean, you do not want to head into overtime against the Titans. And it's a different story because obviously the Titans didn't have Julio Jones or uh, A.J. Brown. But at the same time, they're the Titans. They're not, you know, the Bengals, which I can't even really hate on the Bengals right now. They're playing great football. But they're not a team that's not developed enough to, you know, fuck up in overtime almost. So you're, you're looking at this game and you're like, all right, well, Damn, the Jets really had a chance to win this one, close it out. And, you know, the fourth quarter, the the uh, the defense for the Jets wasn't the defense that we saw in the first three quarters. So it, it, it was, you know, surprising almost to me because I thought the, the Jets defense played great the whole game. Surprising to me that this game was going to go into overtime. So going heading into overtime, the Jets win the coin toss. They elect to receive they drive down the field. They look great, and they, they look like they're going to score. And you're at the one-yard line, and you don't do a QB sneak, which it's kind of confusing to me, if you ask me. I mean, how how do you not just run it up the middle with Zach Wilson? I get he's a rookie. might not be that big uh, powerhouse running uh, quarterback that you see some of these quarterbacks, you know, as they do the QB draws or whatever, and, you know, and they, and they just pound it in there. You got it. You're at the one-yard line. All right, if anything, do a little, you know, HB draw to fucking, uh, you know, Ty Johnson or, or, or Michael Carter or even Tevin Coleman at that rate. I mean, Tevin Coleman, you know, he's experienced in the NFL. I mean, and I, this is where, as a Jeff fan, it's, it's, it's unfathomable. It's like it's just so confusing how they just tend to always find a way – to fuck it up, and that's really where I thought this game was going to get out of hand when in the fourth quarter they couldn't close it out, and I'm like, oh, this is the same old fucking Jets, but they end up uh, kicking a field goal, settling for a field goal, and then the defense, man, I mean, I really give props to them, they really held the Titans to absolutely nothing um, when they got the ball back in overtime, and, you know, the Titans set up for a field goal, and you think, okay, then, you know, they're going to tie the Jets. And, you know, the Jets are going to be 0-3-1. They're going to tie, and that's the game. Uh, I believe uh, Bullock, Randy Bullock was the kicker, yeah. Um, he ended up missing 
uh, the field goal from about, I want to say it was like 48 yards. I, I want to say it, it was not like a gimme field goal, um, but it also wasn't a, you know, a chip shot. So um, it was 49, 49-yard field goal. So I was close. But um, it wasn't a gimme. But at the end of the day, the Jets win. I mean, I'm not a big fan of it, but they were celebrating like it was the fucking Super Bowl. It's their first win of the season. Salah's first win as a head coach. Wilson's first win as a starting quarterback in the NFL. So I get it. But, you know, at this rate, I think you got to go into uh, London. They play in London next weekend. Um, 9.30 game in the morning, our time. And I think you got to beat up on the Falcons a little bit. You know, you got to beat up on the Falcons. You go to two and three. The AFC East is not good by any means. I mean, you got the Bills, but then you got the Patriots and Dolphins all, and the Jets, obviously, all at one and three. You know, so why not make a make a run for the wild card if you can? If you can win a few, string a few wins together. And I'm not saying it's going to happen in Wilson or Salah's first year. But the defense looks really, really strong. Um, Zach Wilson looked a little more promising in this one. And um, overall, I think it was a good game for the New York Jets. I think they really needed this one. And to play and beat a team like the Titans, it's not easy, especially being the New York Jets. So to see them come out on top in this one, especially as a Jeff fan, it was very, very uh, promising. Because I think going forward, I think the Jets really have a chance to start winning some games. I mean, their schedule is not super hard. I mean, they play the Falcons next week. They have they have a bye, uh, the bye in week six. So they play the Falcons in London, come home, they get a bye. Patriots, it's, it's in Foxborough. It's kind of a crapshoot. I mean, they don't look great even after they lost to the Patriots. Uh, back in week two, it's a crapshoot. I, I don't think the Patriots are the end-all, be-all. I mean, I think the Jets just didn't wake up yet in those first two weeks, even three weeks. They play the Bengals. The Bengals is going to be a tough game, but it's at home. It's on Halloween. Um, who knows? Maybe maybe they could find a way to win that game. I doubt it, but it, you never know. Then you play the Colts on, I believe it's Thursday Night Football. Yeah, Thursday Night Football. So... It's in Indianapolis, but it's the Colts. And granted, it's on Thursday Night Football. The Colts are not the same team they used to be. They're not the same team as even, like, they were last year. I mean, they're not the same team. And um, with guys like uh, T.Y. Hilton still out, I mean, I know he doesn't play as big of a role in the offense anymore. But a guy like him, Quentin Nelson, who's been iffy the whole season, and then Carson Wentz, I mean, he's not, you know, he's not, like, the best quarterback to ever, like, live. Like, people just act like, oh, Carson Wentz, he's getting a, he's getting a chance to resurrect his career. I don't really see it. Um, then they play the Bills. I, I mean, I think we all know how that game's going to go. Probably they'll lose. Um, they play the Dolphins, again crapshoot it's in new york right now they have the same record as the jets so who knows they don't really look that great i think the jets look better than them the texans again crapshoot they're one and three as well and they play the eagles one and three as well the eagles 
I mean, they don't look great either. Jalen Hurts does not look great. Miles Sanders does not look great by any means. I don't think he has a touchdown on the season. Then they play the Saints. Not for nothing, the Saints lost to the Giants. I think the Jets are better than the Giants. And I'm not even saying that at a, to be biased. Like, as a Jet fan, I think the Jets are better than the Giants. I think Zach Wilson's better than Daniel Jones. I think their defense is better despite the uh, Giants' defense being stellar, especially after last year. They were great, and I think they're even good now. But I think the Jets do have a better front seven than the Giants. Then we play the Dolphins, and then we play the Jaguars. So uh, you're going to have to have a good month of December. If you want to make a wild card run. Then you play the Bucks and the Bills. I mean, week 17 against the Bucks at home. It's cold. Who knows what the Bucks record will be at that point. Who knows? They might be sitting Brady. They might be sitting Mike Evans, Gronk, Fournette, Chris Godwin. They might be sitting these guys. They might be well ahead in, the, in that... Uh, NFC uh, South Division, and they might just be sitting everybody. Unless they're fighting with the um, Panthers for that, that NFC South title, and they want to win. And then they play the Bills Week seventeen, uh, week 18, excuse me, now because we have 18 weeks in the season. So, I mean, as a Jeff fan, I think I'm not, I'm not too high and mighty on them. I'm not going to sit here and say they're going to make the wild card. I'm not going to sit here definitely not say they're going to win the division. You got the Bills. And, the, and you know, they're going to win the division. But um, I do have hope for the Jets this year. After, especially after a game like that, that was a much-needed win. I think it was a good I think it was a good team win. I think the offense played well. I think the defense played well. Um, and there's just so many likable guys on this team, on this roster. So... I mean, not to get too much into the Jets. Uh, I don't want to make this whole episode about the Jets, but it was a very good win for the New York Jets on uh, Sunday. Uh, another New York team got their first win of the season, and that was the Giants. Uh, the Giants played the Saints, as I mentioned. I think, you know, the Giants, and I'm not saying that the Jets are better by any means. I'm not saying, I, I don't know. The Giants and Jets are both a crapshoot in my eyes. Um, but I think they look good in this one. Playing a Saints team who looked like front runners for that NFC South out of the gate in week one and then kind of fell off, I think the Giants looked pretty good. I mean, Barkley looked outstanding. Kenny Galladay looked good. Didn't catch a touchdown, but six for 116. John Ross, where did he come from? <laughs> I, I didn't even know John Ross was in the league anymore. So he looked good. Uh, Kadarius Toney, their first-round draft pick, I think he had a good game. Um, as mentioned, Saquon Barkley, I think, you know, Barkley had a good game, and then the defense played well. So, I mean, not for nothing, the Saints just don't look like they got it anymore. I mean, Jameis Winston didn't look crazy good. He threw one touchdown, 226 yards. Taysom Hill was the star of this game at three touchdowns. Or no, I'm sorry, two touchdowns. He threw a pick as well. <laughs> but um, 
on the receiving side of the ball, it doesn't really look like they uh, they're very they're missing Michael Thomas right now. They really are. I mean, they're missing Drew Brees. Let's be honest. But you know, they're missing Michael Thomas. Two for seventy four for Marquez Callaway. He was the leader. Jawan Johnson, the tight end, two for twenty, a touchdown. Alvin Kamara, nothing. Twenty six carries, hundred uh, twenty yards. So. You know, that's where he's getting his fantasy points if you're looking at it from a fantasy perspective. But no touchdowns. I mean, I don't know what I don't know what it is about the Saints. I just don't see them being a contender in that NFC South. I mean, after losing Drew Brees, I didn't think they were gonna be really a contender anyway. I thought, you know I didn't think Jameis Winston was gonna get the job. I thought maybe Taysom Hill. I mean, I, I, I kinda figured Jameis Winston was gonna get the job, but I don't know. I think they're missing Drew Brees and and, uh, and Thomas a lot right now. I mean, Thomas could come back, but at that point, what are the Saints going to be? Three and six, three and five, who knows? And then you got two other teams in that division, the Panthers and the Bucks, who look really good, despite the Panthers losing to the Cowboys this, this week. Um... And the Bucks almost losing in, in Foxborough to the Patriots. Couldn't believe that. But uh, I think the Giants looked good this week. I'm not going to go crazy and touch on the Giants as much as I did uh, on the Jets because I can't really say much. Only saw the highlights to this game. Um, but Barkley looked good. Had him on my fantasy team, so I knew he was good. He knew I knew he had a good week. Um, Daniel Jones, 28 of 40, 402 yards and two touchdowns. He also threw a pick. So... Uh, the Giants get a win. They uh, improve to 1-3. Same thing with the Jets, 1-3. And, um, and now we're going to get into the rest of the Week 4 recap. So the rest of Week 4 around the NFL, um, kind of similar to the, la- the last couple weeks. I mean, nothing too surprising Mainly the same uh, teams are winning, same teams are losing. Uh, the Bengals, man, I mean, they really came out of nowhere this season. Three and one, uh, they beat up on the Jags a little bit. Uh, you know, not a not totally um, a blowout, but uh, uh, Burrow looks good. Joe Burrow looks great. I mean, twenty five of thirty two, three hundred forty eight yards and two touchdowns. The man looks like a first overall pick. Um, and on the other side of the ball, Trevor Lawrence does not look like a first overall pick. 17-24, 204 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Um, I don't know. The The Jaguars can't, like, just seem that they, like, can't get it right. Um, Lawrence doesn't look great. Um, the offense doesn't look good. The defense looks abysmal. Um, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. I mean, Urban Meyer, first-year head coach. Um, he did come out and say that it's like playing Alabama every week, which is kind of funny because um, I'm an Alabama fan and I, I know uh, I watch every single Alabama game, so I know what the other teams must be thinking when they play them. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, they just can't seem to figure it out, and I, and I don't know what it is, but I, you, know, you would think, obviously, with Trevor Lawrence, I mean, I think it's most teams that struggle uh, who draft a quarterback, and then, you know, you have to build a team around them, and, and the, the Jaguars just haven't done this. I mean, the Bengals kind of started to a little bit 
don't really have the offensive line still, which is kind of scary because especially the injury that Joe Burrow um, uh, got last year. I mean, he he doesn't he can't afford to, you know, have another injury like that, especially in a young career. He can't afford to have another injury like that. So they need to build up the offensive line a little bit more. I mean, but so far he looks really good. The offensive line looks decent. Um, you know, he really, I, I could tell he really likes playing with Jamar Chase. Um, he really likes having Jamar Chase. And obviously, you know, they played, they were teammates in college. You know, he really likes having Jamar Chase. And, and that's that's a good thing. I think, you know, when you put weapons around a quarterback, a young quarterback, especially like Joe, Joe Burrow, um, I, think, I think that's the start of building a team around a quarterback. I think if they don't have weapons, it, it's very hard to be, a good quarterback especially young when you're young um you know you can't really you can't really do anything with the ball you, you know the the weight there's so, so much weight on your shoulders and you don't have anybody to rely on so you know obviously having joe mixon and tyler boyd and cj uzma jamar chase auden tate um you know they they have a decent you know, team around them. So I think they are going to continue to be good. I don't think this three and one start is a fluke. I think they are a good team. I'm not going to sit here and say they're going to make the playoffs, but I think they're a good team. Um, 24, 21 over the Jags, um, Lions and bears. I mean, the bears, you know, they look like they're ready to play football again. Um, I mean, obviously they played the and four now and four lions, uh, after they they beat up on them, but uh, I think they they look good again. I mean, obviously they had a rough few weeks, um, but they they look good. They're two and two. That division's kind of a crapshoot. I mean, I think it's the Vikings. I mean, I'm sorry, the uh, Packers division by a long shot. But uh, you know, I think I think that division's kind of a crapshoot. Other than the Bears, uh, obviously they played the uh, Bengals. The Bengals only lost of the season. Um, played the Rams and then they played the Browns. So obviously, you know, kind of flip flopping one win, one loss, one win, one loss for the Bears. But I think Justin Fields is really uh, the the right guy to be playing. Uh, I don't think Andy Dalton, you know, I don't think, I think Andy Dalton is towards the tail end of his career. I think it's just time for him to just be weeded out of the NFL slowly but surely I mean he didn't really do much with the uh Bengals in his career there obviously he was with the Cowboys last year uh, got hurt so I mean I think it's Justin Fields time I think uh David Montgomery looked great I, I think also Damian Williams I think that their running game uh is very strong and then on the receiving end of the ball Allen Robinson still hasn't shown up um, as a fantasy football player, um, obviously, you know, I, I don't know if I've mentioned it, but I don't have Allen Robinson on any of my teams. And I, and I think that's safe to say that a lot of people were probably very skeptical about drafting him this year, just because of the fact that they didn't know what the quarterback situation was like. Uh, Darnell Mooney, uh, I mentioned it in, in a few episodes back. I mentioned it also on my boys podcast, uh, off the dribble, uh, with Dale, but uh, I think Darnell Mooney is a sleeper this year. And he had five receptions for 125 yards in this one. Alec Ogletree looked good. Rokon Smith looked good. I think that defense is still, you know, the defense of old. Uh, I think they look really good. Uh, one of my favorite uh, 
players on that defense for whatever reason it may be. And you might think it's Khalil Mack. I love Khalil Mack, but it's not. It's it's Eddie Jackson. I just I I, I like Eddie Jackson a lot. Um, I think he's one of the more underrated safeties in the league. Um, you know, he looked really good in this one. I mean, obviously they played the Lions, but um, twenty four fourteen Bears over the Lions. Bears improved to two and two, and Lions go to zero and four. Um, and then we got the Colts and Dolphins. This is the game where I'm like, oh my god. Uh, Jets obviously play the Dolphins twice this season because they're in the same division. They also play the Colts in the upcoming weeks. Um, both teams did not look good. <laughs> I mean, Carson Wentz didn't look great, um, but neither did... Uh, Jacoby Brissett. I mean, I think they're. I think the Dolphins are missing to a big time in this one. Big time. Um, another player who hasn't shown up, Miles Gaskin. I mean, he was drafted high in a lot of leagues, and he really hasn't shown much at all uh, early in this season. So I'm hoping he gets to turn it around. Devontae Parker looking like he's trying to resurrect his career a little bit. Four for seventy seven and a touchdown. Um, but other than that, I mean, this game was kind of one of those games that you had on the back burner on Sunday afternoon if you were watching football. I mean, you weren't really tuning into this game unless you're a Dolphins fan or a Colts fan. Um, you know, Carson Wentz, he's he's kind of up in the air. I mean, he hasn't really proved himself as a NFL quarterback yet. I mean, besides that first year he had with the Eagles where he got hurt, um, he he just does, he doesn't look like he knows what he's doing. And I think Quentin Nelson, losing Quentin Nelson on that offense line, I think that's a big loss. I think that hurts not only Carson Wentz, but Jonathan Taylor, Marlon Mack, Naheem Hines. Um the receiving side of the ball, I mean, they don't they don't really have anybody. Mo Ellie Cox had two touchdowns. If that doesn't show you um how this Colts team is struggling, then I, I don't know what does. Uh, the Colts did win twenty seventeen, uh, twenty seven to seventeen. Um, they improved to one and three. Dolphins fall to one and three, which is going to be tough for the Dolphins, especially coming off of a year like last year. You know, you don't really know what's going to happen with that AFC uh, East division. So, one and three for the Dolphins doesn't look good right now. But uh, their upcoming schedule, I don't, I don't think is that bad. So they could probably turn it around. I mean, I know they play the Bucks next week, but then they play the Jags, uh, Falcons, Texans. Uh, so they have a they have a their schedule lightens up a little bit. Um, uh, Washington football team Falcons. This was a good game. I actually watched a lot of this game, um, and not for the reason you think. I didn't watch this game because I was interested in it. Really, I had uh, Antonio Gibson. Um, in fantasy, so I wanted to see how he was doing. Taylor Heineke, he looks like the real deal, man. I, I like Taylor Heineke a lot. Um, 23 of 33, 290 yards and three touchdowns. Granted, they were playing the Falcons, but I think Taylor Heineke is, is very underrated. Very, very underrated. I think he's going to make this football team, um, you know, make a run for the for the uh division i mean obviously you got the cowboys who are looking like you know the the cowboys of of old but um 
the the football team looks good right now. The defense looks good. The offense looks good. I think they're just, you know, clicking on all cylinders right now. And they look like a good football team. Terry McLaurin starting to really uh, look like he's going to stay consistent. Six for 123 and two touchdowns for him. Um, five for 44 for J.D. McKissick out of the backfield. Um, on the receiving side of the ball, he also had a touchdown. And and Gibson looked good. Heineke looked good on the defi- uh, defensive side of the ball. Um, Landon Collins looked really good. Um, you know, one guy that I, I didn't think looked good, he didn't really play that well, was uh, Montez Sweat. And I think he's a big part of this, uh, this young defense, Chase Young as well. Uh, I think both of them looked like they had a little bit of a tougher day. But I think I think they'll start to turn it around quick. I think Chase Young is gonna really start to have a season like he did last year, and then Montez Sweat. I mean, Montez Sweat, he he did have a sack, but nothing too crazy. I think Landon Collins was the definitely the best defensive player on this team uh, in this game against the Falcons. Then you got the Falcons, man. I mean, uh, despite Matt Ryan putting up the numbers like he's like he always has. Um, I don't know. I don't think... I think Matt Ryan's on his way out. I really do. Um, Cordero Patterson, looking like he's going to be the number one back in this uh, for this Falcons team this year. He had a great game. Uh, five receptions, 82 yards, three touchdowns, three receiving touchdowns. He looked really good in this one. Um, on the rushing side of the ball, six for 34, nothing too crazy. Um, the football team... Does come out on top, thirty four thirty. They improve to two and two. Falcons fall to one and three. Falcons do play my New York Jets next week in London, so we'll see how that game goes. Um, Bills Texans, not much to say about this game. Bills played like the Bills, and the Texans played like the Texans. Um, Davis Mills just doesn't look good at all. He threw four picks, only eighty seven yards. I mean, this Texans team is abysmal. I mean, they, they just don't look good at all uh, offensively, defensively. It's really a totally different team from last year. And not saying that the Texans were good by any means last year, but uh, from you know shifting from uh, Deshaun Watson to now Davis Mills, uh, it's a big, big uh, loss for them. So they do not look good on either side of the ball. The Bills, on the other hand, Josh Allen looked really good. Um, they actually took out Josh Allen and uh, Mitch Trubisky uh, did complete a pass for eight yards, which is kind of cool to see Trubisky play. I actually did really like him as a bear. So, yeah, I mean, the Bills are just the Bills. Uh, they absolutely curb stomped the Texans in this one. They win 40 to nothing. They shut out the Texans. Um, they improved to 3-1. and one. They lead that AFC East division right now. And the Texans fall to one and three, bottom of the barrel in that AFC uh, South division, I believe. AFC South is that the AFC South or am I bugging? That is the AFC South, yes. So uh, bottom of the barrel, I mean, not besides the Jags who are zero and four, but that that division is the Titans division. Even with a loss to the Jets, which is tough, but um, I uh, that's the Titans division by far. Chiefs Eagles, this was a good game. Um, Chiefs really desperately needed this win. Uh, imagine the Chiefs falling to one and three. I can't. Um, Pat Mahomes showed up. 
uh, Tyree Kill showed out. I mean, dude, 11 receptions, 186 yards, three touchdowns. Just looked so elite. Mahomes, 24 of 30, 278 yards and five touchdowns. Then the Eagles, um, Jalen Hurts looks really good. I think he's starting to, uh, his leash is becoming um, longer as the days go on. Um, He's not on that short leash as he used to be, especially uh, throwing the ball. Uh, 32 of 48, 387 yards, which is kind of amazing for Jalen Hurts. Uh, he had two touchdowns, but for a guy like Jalen Hurts, who's more of a rush, uh, running quarterback, a rushing quarterback, um, this was a very impressive game for him. Devontae Smith had a good game, uh, seven for one twenty-two. Um, Kenneth Gainwell looks like he's starting to take that role from Miles Sanders, which is very, very, just mind-boggling to me. I mean, Sanders is not the end-all, be-all running back, but. You know, he, he was their starter there, and he, he did look good last season. So that's that's tough to see. Uh, Dallas Goddard, 5 for 56 and a touchdown. Greg Ward had a touchdown. Uh, Zach Ertz even showed out a little bit, six receptions for 60 yards. But ultimately, the Chiefs win this one, 42 to 30. Uh, Much-needed win for the Kansas City Chiefs uh, to get back in that uh, AFC uh West division. I mean, that AFC West is very strong right now. Um, who really knows who's going to win that division? I mean, you got the Chargers at three and one, the Broncos at three and one, and the Raiders at three and one. And then you got the Chiefs, surprising enough, at two and two, and they're they're in the bottom of the division. So, uh, but the Eagles, on the other hand, one and three, they fall to. Um, it's a tough look for the Eagles right now. I mean, if they win that game, they're two and two. Um, they're tied with the with the football team, and then you're looking to upset the Cowboys, um, you know, season. But at the same time, I mean, they got killed by the the Cowboys last week, so on Monday Night Football. So it's it's really uh, I I don't think the Eagles are gonna have a good year. I don't even think the on to be honest with you, I don't even think the uh, the football team's going to have a great year, even though I just said how great they looked uh, in that game against the Falcons. But, again, they played against the Falcons. Um, Cowboys-Panthers, this was a really good game, a shootout. Uh, Cowboys improved to 3-1. and one. Uh, Panthers uh, fall to 3-1, and one, their first loss of the season. Dak looked like the same old Dak that we know and love. 14-22, 188 yards and four touchdowns. Zeke. Uh, feed the beast, feed the Zeke. He looked really good in this one. 20 carries, 143 yards and a touchdown. Mari Cooper looked good. Dalton Schultz had a touchdown. Cedric Wilson had a touchdown. Blake Jarwin had a touchdown. So, I mean, this this Cowboys team is looking very scary, and it looks like they're going to um, – they are – I think they're going to win the division. Uh, Panthers, on the other hand, uh, Sam Darnold – uh, 26 of 39, 301 yards and two touchdowns. He also threw two picks. And that's where I think the Cowboys won this game, and that was on the defensive side of the ball. I think they outplayed and outperformed um, the Panthers defensively. I think that was the, the, the most... Uh, the, the, the thing that stood out the most in this game. I think the Cowboys defensively, uh, I think they look good. I think they look really good. I mean, Trevon Diggs... Two interceptions. He he's looked very good this season. Um, Leighton Vanderesh 
he had four tackles. Uh, Micah Parsons had a sack, which he, he looks finally, you know, like he's going to really prove to be the better of the linebackers in the league. And funny enough, now that I'm speaking about this, I wanted to bring up the fact that they just released Jalen Smith. Cowboys release linebacker Jalen Smith, which that's a huge, in my eyes, that's a huge loss to the Cowboys defense. But at the end of the day, he hasn't really had a good season. He hasn't been playing well. Um, I'm just shocked, to be honest. And as a, I, I'm a Jeff fan, but I do root for the Cowboys. And to see a guy like Jalen Smith, who I've liked for many years, um, leave that that does uh, raise some red flags. And it's like, what what was going on with him that the Cowboys just decided to release him like that? So interesting to see that they um, released Jalen Smith. Honestly, I hope the Jets pick him up. I don't think they will. I think the Jets' uh, defense is good enough right now. I don't think they'll pick up Jalen Smith. I think that might be a headache. Um, but... I would like to see it happen just because of the name and just because of how much I like Jalen Smith. But anyway, the um, Cowboys defeat the Panthers 36-28. Both teams 3-1 now. Uh, Cowboys improve to 3-1. Panthers fall to 3-1 and take their first loss of the season. Uh, Seahawks 49ers. This game, uh, kind of a shootout. Uh, 28-21 was the final score. The Seahawks uh, do win this one. And much needed, I think so. Uh, they improved to two and two. 49ers fall to two and two after starting their season uh, two and zero. Oh. So tough for the 49ers right now. That whole division uh, is very up in the air as well. Uh, we're gonna get into the other two teams in that division next. They played each other. I, I, this division is anybody's division. Um, Trey Lance looks like he's gonna be the starter for upcoming weeks. I'm very excited about that. Uh, I think Trey Lance should have got the starting job to begin with, but I guess they wanted to try out uh, Jimmy Garoppolo a little bit, see if he still had it in him. He also got hurt in this one, so I think that's another reason why I think uh, you're going to see a lot more of Trey Lance. Uh, But Seahawks 28, 49ers 21. Cardinals and Rams. Again, this AFC, uh, I'm sorry, NFC West division uh Cardinals 4 and 0. Both teams 3 and 0 coming into this game and the Cardinals just curb stomped. Absolutely obliterated the Rams defense. And the Rams defense is good. So to see the Cardinals come in and, and win a game like this against the Rams, a division game uh of all, you know, the Cardinals look like the real deal. Kyler Murray, man, I think Kyler Murray is um, a sleeper for MVP this season. I I know a lot of people are going to shy away from it, but I think he's a sleeper for MVP this season. I think he's a very, very underrated quarterback. And a lot of people might give me hate for that because it's like, Kyler Murray, how can you say he's underrated? People just don't give him the love that he deserves. People just don't realize that he is a good quarterback in this league. And... um. Yeah, I don't know. There's not much more to say about this game. I mean, the Cardinals really just took it and gave it to the Rams. I mean, 
what a game this was. I mean, they just absolutely ran all over them. A.J. Green had a touchdown. Max Williams had a touchdown. James Conner had two. It was nice to see him uh, him resurrect his career a little bit. Um, he looked good in this one. And then the defense side of the ball. I think that's the biggest thing. I think the defensive side of the ball uh, for the Cardinals looks really good. And I'm not going to say it's as good as the Rams, but they have some really good and you know, underrated names on this team. Jordan Hicks, who I think looks really good. Um, he's looked really good this season. He had uh, six tackles in this game. Um, Buda Baker. Buda Baker, I mean, he, he looked pretty good in this one. Isaiah Simmons. Uh, Byron Murphy had a pick. Uh, Jalen Thompson looked pretty good. Uh, and then J.J. Watt, quiet. And and Chandler Jones, quiet, and that's and that's two of the bigger names on this uh def- on this Arizona Cardinals defense, Chandler Jones and J.J. Watt, um, which is crazy because especially Chandler Jones after coming off the f- the first season first game of the season against the Titans, uh, with five sacks, quiet, J.J. Watt, quiet, but then you have guys stepping up like Jordan Hicks like Jalen Thompson, like Isaiah Simmons, like Buda Baker, uh, Byron Murphy, like I mentioned, Zach Allen, um, who you don't hear much about anymore. Because um, uh, he, he's very, he's very kind of, I don't know if you know the story behind uh, Zach Allen. I don't know if a lot of people might, might not know his story, but he's, um, He's an interesting defensive end. Uh, let's just put it that way. I mean, I could get into a whole story about him, his golf situation, and whatever the case may be. But he, he, uh, you don't hear much about him. But he, he looks really good um, defensively for the uh, Cardinals on the Rams side of the ball. I mean, Matt Stafford still looks like MVP. Matt Stafford, maybe, maybe not. I don't really know. Um, they just look like they couldn't put it together in this game. Uh, Robert Woods finally had a break. No, I wouldn't say breakout game, but he scored a touchdown. Uh, they did say Cooper Cup was going to have a rough game. He did. Five receptions, only 64 yards. Uh, they, they really focused on Cooper Cup in this game. And I think, honestly, taking Cooper Cup out of this game is huge for the Cardinals. I think that wins them the game because Cooper Cup has been immaculate through the first three games of the season. And taking him uh, out of there, uh, out of the equation uh, for the Rams, making him not available for Matt Stafford, I think, you know, that, that does a lot to a team when you take away their number one, one, number one player um, on the offensive side of the ball, at least. So the Cardinals improved to 4-0. They're the only undefeated team left in the NFL this season. Rams fall to 3-1. They are second in that NFC West division. Uh, Steelers, Packers. Uh, The Steelers, man. I was very high on them coming into this season. But Big Ben just doesn't look like he has it anymore. He does not look like... He looks injured. He's got to be playing injured. He's got to have something wrong with him. I mean, he just looks awful. He just looks awful. 26 of 40, 232 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. Najee Harris, uh, honestly, I think Najee Harris might be the star of this offense. I mean, Deontay Johnson had a good game, but 
he's not really anything special. Juju was quiet. Uh, James Washington, who's usually around their third or fourth re- receiver, he was quiet. Um, defensive side of the ball, nothing too special. Minka Fitzpatrick had six tackles. I, As an Alabama fan, I do like Minka. But other than that, the Steelers just, you know, it's going to be a tough season for the Steelers. They have a tough schedule, and I was kind of giving the, them the benefit of the doubt with uh, another full, healthy uh, season of, of Big Ben. They do not look good. Rough and, and tough for the Steelers, especially in a good division. The, the AFC uh, North, I mean, you got the Bengals now 3-1. and one. You got the Browns, who I believe are 2-2, two and two, and, the, and, the, uh, and the Ravens. So it's going to be tough for the Steelers. I, I don't see them making the playoffs this year, which is crazy to say after the start they had last year, but I don't see them making the playoffs. Packers, they look like the uh, Packers of old. Looks like Rodgers is, uh, is back to himself. I mean, after that, that week one against the Saints where we thought, oh, wow, it might be the end of Rodgers' career. No, not even close. He just, every week I watch him, and not only because I have him and Devontae Adams in fantasy, who Devontae Adams was quiet in this game. He only had like uh, six receptions. I have it right here. Six receptions, 64 yards. He looked quiet. But every single week, if the Packers are on TV, whether it be red zone, whether it be a primetime game, whatever the case may be, I always watch, and Rodgers is continuing to prove why he's a top three quarterback in this league. Still, he is so good. The way he throws the ball, he just looks unstoppable most weeks. I mean, obviously week one, that was a fluke. It was a fluke. It really was. I I really, I, I'm not, it's obviously a joke, but it wouldn't shock me if they were like, you know what, let's just throw this game week one. Let's fold the 0-1, which no team would ever do this. But it's just crazy because that's almost what it seems like. It almost seems like, ah, let's throw this game, make people worry a little bit, and then just absolutely come out of the gates fucking flying because that's what they're doing. And it looks so good offensively. Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, Randall Cobb, Devontae Adams, Tunyon, Robert Tunyon. I mean, they just look unbelievable. And then their defensive side of the ball. I mean, not a lot of people um, uh, think their defense... A lot of people think their defense is suspect at times. I don't. Uh, One of my favorite players, Adrian Amos, he had a good game. Uh, Eric Stokes had a good game. He had eight tackles and an interception. All over the place. All over the place in that one. Darnell Savage... I think they have a good defense. I think a lot of people don't talk about their defense uh, as being one of the top defenses in the league because, you know, they do give up. They tend to give up a lot of points. But when when they're, you know, when their defense is on, they're on. Uh, Like I said, I, I don't see the Steelers being good this season. As much as I, I I was so high on them, and I could even look back at my, my preseason predictions, as much as I was very high on them, I don't think they're going to do much. 
Packers, on the other hand, they're winning that NFC North. They know they're winning that NFC North. So, 27-17, Packers over the Steelers. Packers improved 3-1, Steelers to 1-3. Really, really good game for the Packers. I, I think Rodgers is just unbelievable. Three more games to break down real quick. Ravens-Broncos. Broncos finally started to uh, come down to earth a little bit. They came down to earth a little bit. Teddy Bridgewater uh, comes out of the game. Drew Locke gets inserted. Doesn't really help them much. Lamar Jackson doing Lamar Jackson things. The rushing side of the ball, I mean, it's a crapshoot with them. They have so many running backs there. They have Devontae Freeman and Le'Veon Bell and Latavius Murray and so on and so forth. Marquise Brown looked good. Four receptions, 91 yards, and a touchdown. And then the Broncos. You you, you had to figure this was going to happen, right? I mean, you don't start 3-0. and And it's not even like they played good teams their first three weeks. They played the Jags, the Jets, and the Giants. Wonderful. You beat... Three teams who have a combined record of what? Uh, what would that combined record be? So the, the two wins, uh, six. So two and ten. Yeah, you, you played three teams that have a combined record of two and ten, and you expect to be thought as good. I don't think the Broncos are good. I think that was a fluke. They play the Steelers this coming weekend. Maybe a coming out party for the Steelers. Who knows? They play the Raiders. They play the Browns. They play the Washington. They play the Cowboys. They're going to lose half these games. I don't know. I don't think the Broncos are good. <laughs> I think they're a fluke team. Uh, maybe I'll be choking on my own words in a few weeks when they start beating up teams like the Cowboys and the, and the, uh, and the, the Browns and the Chiefs. But I, I don't think it's going to happen. Ravens win 23 to 7. Uh they improved to 3 and 1. I believe they lead that division, uh that being the AFC North, and then the Broncos fall to 3 and 1, still tied for first in that AFC uh West division. Sunday night football, Patriots and Bucks, the return of Tom Brady to Foxborough for the Tampa Bay Bucks. Um yeah. It was uh, it was a good game. There's not much more to say. Uh, Brady didn't look like Brady, but he played well. Fournette looked good. Ronald Jones looked good. Mike Evans looked good. This was kind of a weird game. Um, I don't know. Mac Jones also looked good in this one. 31-40, 275 yards and two touchdowns. But this was a weird game. It was raining. It was there was an eerie feeling over Foxborough that that uh at night I think obviously the return of Brady to New England it was just a weird game uh not much scoring in the first half uh, I believe it was seven six at half I think the Patriots scored and and that was really it seven six at half and then the Bucks scored a touchdown in the third quarter and then. Yeah, I mean it was it was a weird game. It was a crapshoot. Um, Bucks improved to three three and one. I don't want to touch too much on this game because I could really care less. It was one of the worst Sunday night games I've watched 
this season. Um, one of the worst primetime games. I'll put it that way. It was one of the worst primetime games I've watched this season. And I just really had no interest in it. I had no interest in the Brady coming back to New England hype. I just, I just didn't care. Um, 19-17 to 17 was the final score. Tampa Bay improves to 3-1. Patriots fall to 1-3. Uh, they're, they're bottom of the barrel, just like the Jets and the Dolphins in that AFC East. I'm sure the Patriots miss Brady now. Um, moving on to the Monday night game. This was actually a really good game. And I don't know if anybody knows the story behind this, but the 10-team parlay that there was a guy who put $500 on a 10-team parlay. And the last leg, it was $500 to win 126 grand. The last leg of this parlay was the Chargers to win. And they won. That was the most exciting part of this game. Um, again, just like the Broncos, are the Raiders the real deal? I mean, I guess you could say they are. They they beat the Ravens. Um, they beat the Steelers. Uh, so they beat some good teams. They beat the Dolphins too, but they're the Dolphins. But... Are they the real deal? That's the question. I think that's what this uh, this AFC uh, West is going to come down to. Are these teams the real deal? So, for example, the Raiders, the Broncos, the Chargers. I think the Chargers are the real deal. To be totally honest with you, I think the Chargers are the real deal. But, um, you know, are the Chiefs going to start to wake up? And then you're going to be like, as those other three teams, oh, shit. We have to worry about the Chiefs now. So that's a big question. But I think the biggest story is that parlay of this game. That, that, that's the biggest story by far. He let it ride. In the videos that uh, Barstool, I, I think it was Barstool Betting posted. Um, or no, it was Bleacher Report Betting. It was BR Betting. Um, he looks fucking hammered and good for him. Because if I had uh, a parlay on the line this big, I would probably be hammered too. I would not want to be sober for a loss like that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that was the biggest story of this game. Justin Herbert looks really good. He's looked good all season, 25 of 38, 222 yards, three touchdowns. Austin Eckler, man, I'm so sad he didn't fall to me in any of my leagues. Uh, 15 carries, 117 yards and a touchdown. Uh, receiving end of the ball. Uh, three for 28 out of the backfield. He also had a receiving touchdown. Jared Cook had a touchdown. Uh, six for 70 and a touchdown for him. Keenan Allen had a very quiet night. Seven for 36. Kind of upset me as a fantasy owner. Uh, I love Justin Herbert. I really do. I love this Chargers team. There's so many good players. There's so many players that I love on this team. And I really hope they continue to win football games because... I would love to see this Chargers team in the playoffs. I really would. I think the defense looks really good, too. Uh, they looked very good last night. Almost unstoppable. I mean, the Raiders couldn't move the ball two feet at some points. So I, I think the Chargers look really good. They improved to 3-1. Raiders fall to 3-1. 28-14, the final score of this one. And that about does it for the Week 4 recap. In 
this final segment of episode number three, I kind of wanted to break down the Yankees and Red Sox game that happened this past evening. Um, the wild card game. I mean, I, I wouldn't call it surprising, um, but I kind of knew that the Yankees weren't built for the playoffs this year. And as much as I, as a Met fan, I don't want to hate on the Yankees. They just didn't look like a playoff team this year. I mean, they went on that 13-game win streak, then right after that lost 11 of 13. Um, and then going into the playoffs, I, I just didn't... There was no hype around the Yankees as much as it used to be. And living in New York, you, you always see the hype around the Yankees. So this was kind of um, one of those games where right out of the gate... Uh, the Red Sox score uh, two uh, in the bottom of the first inning um, off of Garrett Cole, uh, which, I mean, when you're, when you're starting a wild card game, right, it's one and done. So if you win, you move on, you lose, you go home. You're golfing the next day. So... To put out your supposed best, you know, pitcher and Garrett Cole, the $300 million man, you expect a good outing out of him. But in his last three outings of the season, he had 15 runs. So if that's not a question mark for the Yankees right away, I don't know what is. I mean, I guess you think maybe he gets the jitters off and he's like, you know what, this is playoff baseball now. This is different. But I don't know. I just, the Yankees confuse me sometimes. Um, even as a Met fan, I, I, I watch the Yankees and it, sometimes they just confuse me. Uh, you could have started other, there, there was definitely other options for them to start in this game. Obviously, you're going to go with Garrett Cole, $300 million man. Um, he's He's been solid numbers-wise in the playoffs over the years. So, I don't know. I just, for for me, I think the Yankees have a lot to do this offseason. Um, and I do want to eventually get into a, a end of the season for the Mets and the Yankees. I want to break down both of their seasons. Um, but but I don't know. I think they have a lot to do this offseason. I think it starts with pitching. I think that's always been the problem for the Yankees. Hitting's not the issue. We know that. Even though they, they've been very quiet, um, you know, on the offensive side of the, uh, of the ball, um, especially heading down the stretch. I mean, besides Stanton, I mean, a lot of, a lot of the players were, were very quiet. Um, and then, you know, you go out, you acquire a guy like Joey Gallo. You acquire uh, Rizzo. Um, Joey Gallo really hasn't done much since coming to the Yankees. Rizzo, on the other hand, he had a home run tonight. Um, but, like I said, right out of the gate, Xander Bogarts, two-run homer. And you almost think, especially as a Yankee fan, I mean, I'm a Met fan, but especially in the, the eyes of a Yankee fan, you want to kind of say this game's over. Um, and it, and it's crazy to say that because it was only the first inning, but it's like 
if Garrett Cole was having this type of start, you know, you're you're in for a long game. Uh, bottom of the third, Kyle Schwarber extends the Red Sox lead to three to nothing, and this is where it's like, okay, what what's what's going on here? What's to give? Cole Cole only pitched two innings, gave four hits, three runs, three strikeouts, two walks. Evaldi, on the other hand, immaculate, immaculate for the Red Sox. Five and a third, four hits, one run off the Rizzo home run in the sixth, um, and, and eight strikeouts. I mean, he just looked stellar in this game. Very, very good. And and that's the strong, that's the Red Sox strong point in my eyes is their pitching. I mean, you have Nate Evaldi, you have uh, Chris Sale, who I think those two right there, two-headed monster, think they're going to pitch very well in the playoffs. And I think they're they're in for a, a good postseason. You got Eduardo Rodriguez, who didn't have the best season, uh, but he had a really good season. Uh, you got Nick Pavetta. Uh, you got Garrett Richards. So, I mean, you have a, you have a solid uh, Whitlock, too, who we'll get into that because Garrett Whitlock, I don't know if anybody knows this, ex-Yankee in their farm system. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think the pitching for the Red Sox is their strong point. I think they could also put up the numbers hitting-wise uh, between Devers and Martinez and Verdugo, uh, Bogarts, Renfro, Kiki Hernandez, uh, Christian Vasquez, uh, Bobby Dahlbeck, Kyle Schwarber, uh, Kevin Ploiecki. I mean, the, the list just goes on and on and on and on. I think the Red Sox are a very good team. Um, I think they have a chance to make a run in this postseason. Uh, Rizzo hits a home run in the top of the sixth. Gives the Yankees a little bit of life. You know, Red Sox bullpen shuts it down. Shuts it down completely. And this is where it's like, all right, if it doesn't happen now, it's not going to happen. Uh, Verdugo, top of the sixth, a double. He, uh, Xander Bogart scores. Um, and then bottom of the si- bottom of the seventh for the Red Sox. And this is where it's like, all right, this game is over. Uh, Verdugo with a single. Um, he was tagged out at second. But uh, uh, Kiki Hernandez and Kyle Schwarber both scored. And then in the uh, top of the ninth, uh, the Yankees stand hits a home run to make the game a little less look like it didn't go away from the Yankees. But realistically, it did. Um, the pesky pole played a big part in this one, uh, not only for uh, Schwarber's home run, but for Rizzo's home run, too. And stands right around that pesky pole area. So uh, interesting configuration of Fenway Park. I think it's one of the most unique ballparks uh, in the major leagues. But, you know, it played a big role tonight in a lot of the home runs uh, that were hit, especially Rizzo's. That was literally so close to being foul. Any other ballpark, that's a foul ball. But um, overall, I think the Yankees just didn't show up offensively and uh pitching so i guess we'll see what comes out of it uh you know headed into the playoffs i might do um a little bit of a uh preview i guess i mean i guess it's a little late now but i might do a little bit of a preview after the wildcard games of the rest of the playoffs um i think 
the Dodgers will win tomorrow night against the Cardinals in the wild card game for the National League. Uh, but this game really, I mean, it, it was all Red Sox. It was really just all Red Sox. And as a Met fan, I, I hate to say it, I'm a little happy to see the Yankees lose. But I also, you know, I, I do I do enjoy watching Red Sox baseball, so I'm happy they got to move on. I think it'll be a very good series uh, pitching-wise and hitting-wise. Uh, against the Tampa Bay Rays. And then tomorrow night, like I said, we got the Dodgers and Cardinals for the National League. Um, and we will see in that game um, who will be the um, opponent for the San Francisco Giants in that division series. So most of the uh, games are already set up, or the series, I should say, obviously. you got the Rays and Red Sox, who will play their opening game on Thursday. Uh, you got the White Sox and Astros. I think that'll be a good series. Um, Braves and Brewers in the National League on that side of the uh, bracket. And then you got the Giants awaiting the winner of the Cardinals and Dodgers. So like I said, I might do a preview after that wild card game. Uh, the National League wildcard game. Might do a preview of the playoffs. We'll see how it goes. But other than that, it's been the Barn Burner Podcast with your host, Nick Weingartner. Uh, thanks for tuning in again. I appreciate all the love and support that I have been getting. Sorry that I've been away for two weeks. Had a little bit of a rough go um, with school. Also, I was sick for a little bit, so maybe not want to... Uh, maybe not want to record, but I'm very happy to be back. I'm excited to be back. I think we're going to have a great rest of the NFL season. I love breaking down the NFL. We have the uh, MLB playoffs, you know, that already started, but right around the corner for the rest of them. You got the NHL season. Do uh, I'm definitely going to do a NHL preview soon. And then we have the NBA season who my Knicks look very exciting, very good. They had their first uh, preseason game today, so very excited about that as well. Can't wait to break down more sports for you guys. Like I said, uh, appreciate all the love and support. Thanks for tuning in, and I will see you next week on Tuesday. I know this is coming out on Wednesday, but I will see you next week on my regularly scheduled uh, day, Tuesday. So have a good one, guys. Thanks for watching. Please uh, like and share and show all your friends. And hopefully we can build this thing up. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Have a good one.